And it was an aha moment for her. And I figured if a 56-year-old could sit in my kitchen and get an aha moment, then there were just a few people that might be able to inhale that same aha moment and go, or go, grow from there. So, hence, we have dissed and dismissed. We're going to be understanding and accepting rejection. And I'm even going to give you some clues about how you can minimize some of the negative effects that come from a rejection. And also, you have to stay tuned for this. We're going to talk about the good part of rejection. Yes, there is a good part. When we're going to get to the good stuff. You ready? Grow them up, grow them up. Um, I haven't done this in a long time, but I figured it was definitely needed tonight. Same book, same page. You know, sometimes you and your partner, you and your spouse, you're in the same book, but you're not on the same page. Well, tonight, so that we're on the same page together, I want to give you a definition of rejection. Uh, it's very simple. It says the spurning of a person's affection. I know what you're saying, Angie. Spurning. What does that mean? Spurning means reject with disdain or contempt. That sounds harsh. I think I just got offended just repeating it. So, yes, I understand where you're coming from. I know one of the first questions that somebody asked me is, why does it hurt so much? Even, even more than we think it should. I'm hoping that everybody's sitting down for this one. Some people know this. Some people do not. The same part of the brain that becomes uh, active when we experience physical pain is the same part of the brain that's affected when we experience rejection. Did everybody get that? The same thing that you, same part of the brain like, ouch, that hurt. You feel that, that physical pain. Well, that same part of your brain is affected is moved, is, 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 is adversely affected when you experience rejection. And if you think, of that, think about that, that is huge. Um, I'm hoping that immediately it lets you know how uh, important this topic is. But bigger than that, it's something that you absolutely can manage. And if you consider that when you experience rejection, if you're feeling a pain that you now know is a true pain and how often that can happen, I'm hoping that'll keep you tuned in for the rest of the show. I figured I'd give you a little cliffhanger right at the beginning. Right, right, right. So here's what I know to be true. A couple things. Rejection is an emotion that we as humans feel often. Let's say daily. Here's what I also know to be true. Rejection has several definitions and many meanings. It looks and feels differently to different people. Here's what I know. Every one of us experiences rejection. Flip side of that coin, every one of us have rejected somebody, whether we knew it or not. Also know that no one can avoid the feeling of rejection. I had a conversation this week with one of my clients, and one of her thought was to try to control even having the emotion to be triggered, and we can't do that. We can't stop ourselves from feeling something. That's what lets us know that we're human, but what you can do is manage your actions, your thoughts, and your behaviors once you feel that emotion. That's huge. And so just know that no one can avoid the feeling of rejection. Um, we can, however, learn how to manage the emotion. Another thing I know is rejection can be uh, a form of emotional abuse. We're going to talk about that and how that, you know, relates in. All right. Um, many different types. Let's talk about the different types of rejection. And some of these things uh, are things that you guys have experienced before, you know, you understand. There are going to be some things we're going to talk about. You're going to say, I had no idea that was a form of rejection. Of course, abandonment uh, is a form of rejection. That could be through divorce, through a breakup, the termination of a friendship, uh, any type of abandonment. For some people, it could be the abandonment of just their partner leaving to go to work. And some people might laugh and chuckle, uh, but there are some people that absolutely do have um, abandonment challenges. There are some personality disorders that experience abandonment in different ways than uh, other people, and those things are very w real for them. If you've ever been with somebody who you felt like, and we even know or have been with a lot of these people, oh, you know what? Let's be clear that some of those are some of those people where the fear of abandonment is so huge and you wonder what the heck is going on, what's the problem. Well, that rejection 
It's so big to them. And remember, it triggers the same part of our brain as if we were hit in the gut, cut with a knife. Those things are felt by them, and they will go through extreme measures not to feel it. And that is real. That could come from, again, a divorce, a breakup, a friendship termination, or you simply leaving the room, leaving the state, them watching you say goodbye, any of those things. Um, cheating. I put that in the, in the, in the um, category of rejection because most of us feel like when someone has cheated, that they've rejected our love and taken on the love of somebody else. I know you're probably thinking, wow, Angie, that's a stretch. But guess what? You absolutely do get many, many, many feelings of rejection from being cheated on. Um, bullying. That's being called out of your name, being called out of your whatever it is. Uh, something that, that is done to attempt to make you feel bad about who you are, uh, that is absolutely a form of rejection because what it says is who you are is not who I want to be around. I don't think other people should be around you. And I don't think as parents or as people or as humans we consider um, bullying a part of rejection, but it absolutely is. And most people feel very isolated. And I say people. I didn't say just kids because guess what? I see bullying every day on social media by grown folks, notice I didn't say growing, doing it to other people. And so bullying is something that happens with not just kids, but with adults as well. Um, isolation, and whether that's you being isolated or someone isolating themselves away from you, you feel rejected by that. Leaving you someplace, some emotional place, or even sometimes some physical place can absolutely be a form of rejection. Favoritism. And I know what you're saying. Angie, now that's a stretch. What do you mean favoritism? Well, if someone favors someone over you, is that not a form of rejection? If your mother favors your siblings over you, if your grandmother favors you, if you're both favors, that's a form of rejection in that you're not in. You're out. I prefer someone over you. That is absolutely a form of rejection. And then, of course, there's the flat-out no. <laughs> Right. Can I have? No. Will you? No. Do you think you want? No. Flat, that's what I call that, just a flat out no. And then there's the, the, the implied no, which is, well, have you tried this? That means rejection. That don't work. What you just said, what you're thinking about doing, what you've done, that doesn't work. Try this. And believe it or not, most of us are so close to the edge of hearing no and fearing rejection and expecting rejection, that is not a far cry for us to even uh, have it pop up before it gets there. Yeah, we do that to ourselves. Um, or the suggestion for improvement. We always hear, you know, like, are you going to wear that hat? Wow. You don't, you don't like my hat? The rejection that comes from that. And, again, I wanted to give you various forms because many of these things, guess what? We don't know. Um, we don't consider it to be those things. I even have some honorable mention rejections. Oh, yeah, I went all out for y'all today. Uh, the silent treatment, to be ignored, to be ignored. And whether that's someone sitting in front of you, talking to someone else, and purposely with intent, ignoring your input, ignoring that you're there. there. I've seen partners do it to their partners. I've seen husbands to do it to their wives. I've seen coworkers do it to other coworkers. I've seen supervisors do it to employees. I've seen it. Not just being silent, but literally being ignored. That is absolutely a form of rejection. And there's hostility. Well, I call it hostility. Actually, it's put down. And it absolutely is a form of rejection because you're saying that I'm fat and that I'm stupid and I'm crazy and I'm this and I'm that. And that's a form of, guess what, I don't like those things. Those things, I'm rejecting you. You are those things, thus I am rejecting you. Um, I told you I had some honorable mentions, right? Y'all know we can be funny as people, so I had to put some of these things down. I just literally, sometime today, I went through Facebook and just skimmed through some of the um, – post on Facebook, and I came up with some of these things that people really and honestly could come up with these being forms of rejection, and I'm going to be open to that because in the end, I want everybody to be able to manage the effects of rejection, to be able to pull and extract the goodness from a rejection, and to be able to discard some of the negative of rejection. Again, I can't stop anybody from feeling rejected, uh, but the, the, the information is going to give you the power to be able to bring your A game. Aware, acknowledge, accept, action, and aftercare. Got it?
Okay, honorable mentions. When your reasoning is not understood. Come on, y'all, raise your hand. How many people feel rejected when I'm trying to explain something to you? They're like, nah, that don't make sense, Angie. I don't, I don't understand that. There are some of us that absolutely feel rejected in those instances. Honorable mention. That's a pretty good one. Um, when no one co-signs your actions or your behaviors or your thoughts. Oh, yeah. We get up- y'all know y'all get upset. It's a form of rejection. Uh, to be denied access. Because the other piece of rejection is to be denied the physical, the emotional, the psychological, the sexual. Hello? I know some people was waiting on that, right? Like, wait a minute, she ain't saying nothing about when they tell me no, when I'm trying to get mine in. Right. Uh, Denying access to, I put it all under there. And I call that honorable mention because, well, I'll tell you why later on. Uh, But there are absolutely, denials of that access are absolutely considered to be rejection, whether that's... You ever been at work and have the whole crowd go out to lunch and you don't, they don't ask you to go? Or you've had people to, to um, uh, tell a secret to somebody else and they don't tell you? Right. I see those little, I've got those little mean faces going across the screen. Y'all so cute. Uh, here we go with some of my praying folks. Have one of your prayers not immediately answered. Yeah. Some of us don't have all the religion. We only got the sometime religion. Yes, we pray, and when we don't have immediate answers, responses, uh, uh, acknowledgments to our prayers, there are some of us that feel rejected. And I know what you're saying, like, rejected by who? Yes, there's some people that feel like they're being rejected by God. Um, and then there's those unrealistic um, requests. Y'all know when y'all make requests of people to leave their families, or when you make requests for people to quit their job, or when you make requests for people to stop going to see their mama, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, those are absolutely honorable mentions as form of rejection. So if, if those requests go unanswered, you feel rejected. You feel like you, somebody else or something else was chosen over you, right? You know, I get it. Now, I told you about the types of, of rejection. Well, guess what? Rejection comes from many, many, many different places. Rejections come from you, they come from me, and they look like a variety of different things. Now, it's ridiculous to believe that nobody is going to ever tell you no. And for that reason, it's worth you staying on the phone a little bit longer. In fact, do me a favor. Go ahead, share the video. I even found out this past weekend you can invite people to come and join the video. And it doesn't make a difference whether they immediately come on. As long as those people have it in their little news feed, eventually they'll get to see the information. And, again, I'm trying to get the information, get the growth to everybody. Don't be stingy, people. Don't be stingy. So where does this rejection come from? Where are we getting rejected? Guess what the biggest culprit is? Y'all already know. Social media. Let me tell you how huge that is. Not only is it a gigantic platform for people to be able to voice their unfiltered and unmanaged emotions. (laughs) Did you get all that? Right. It is also a breeding ground for people to uh, show and show their improvements, show their enhancements, show their joy, show their pleasure. And guess what we get from that? Many of us feel rejected when our lives don't look like what people post their life looks like. I'm hoping everybody picking up on my on my uh, lightweight shade when I say that not most people don't relationships don't look like the way they look on, on social media. Most people's um, uh, jobs don't look like the way they're posted on, on social media. Uh, so we want to be clear that a lot of the rejection that we feel comes from social media, not just the, the, what you see, but also there are people that will post something very uh, uh, personal to them, and they get and feel rejected when people don't like it. Right. I know you what you're saying, Angie. Like, Really? Yeah, there are people that would literally say, you know what, I posted something you didn't even like it. And there are people that would actually say to me, like, Angie, I mentioned you in a comment and you didn't even like it. I have 5,000 friends, and there's no way in the world I get to see everybody's everything. But I try to comment on those people that will bring my name up and say my things, because I absolutely appreciate everybody who would even do an honorable mention to Angie Harvey. But be clear, me not liking someone posts, any of us not liking someone posts should not be 
or feel like rejection, but to many people it is. And that's what the social media world has done for us. Um, yeah, picture. I've seen people like kind of go off about, you know what, I posted this picture and I got 27,000 likes. But then I posted something profound about God and only two people liked it. And, and, and literally, they, they take it all personal. Everything is personal. And it's real. And guess what it causes? It causes people to feel rejected. It causes people to feel um, bad about themselves. Not, you didn't do that on purpose. You didn't, most of us don't do it to be ill-spirited, but it happens. Dating apps. How many people have ever gone on a dating app? Right. So from what I understand, because literally, and I'm not lying, I'm being transparent, I've never gone on a dating site. But I understand you kind of put your information out there and you wait. Or you put your information out there, someone hits you up, you go, hey, you want to meet up? They probably read your little profile or whatnot and decide, nah, that ain't for me. And so literally, on a daily, you're looking for, waiting for something. And you know there's tens of thousands of people out there, and none of them are choosing you. Rejection. Without our permission, we have those feelings of rejection. Rejection that hurts like your physical, the same part of your brain, rejection. Um, electronic communication. How many people have ever text somebody? Don't say it with me. Text somebody and didn't get an immediate response. Or you text somebody something profound, like you need to borrow money or something like that, and they don't immediately respond. We feel rejection from that. Like, I, everybody, look, I'm sitting here looking for my phone and I'm talking on it. Everybody knows that everybody keeps their phone. So people, we can stop lying and saying, I wasn't in my phone. We know that doesn't happen anymore. You have your phone with you. Someone texts you something that's important to them. You don't respond back, and they feel rejected. We feel rejected. And we come up with all sorts of reasons why you could be rejecting us. Nine times out of ten, that's not even what is the truth. Um, your spouse leaving you. So humans, we are the culprits of most of the rejection that happens. Families who disown people for a variety of reasons. We have mothers not speaking to their daughters. We have daughters not speaking to their sons. We have uh, fathers not speaking to their brothers and all kind of things. Those are forms of rejection that are penetrated daily because you wake up and there are other people. You go on social media. Everybody else is having a family union this summer. Guess what? You didn't go to yours because two people in the family have decided to disown you or to not allow you or to literally let you know that you're not welcome. Those things trigger the emotion, the extreme emotion of rejection. Anybody ever been broke up with by a friend? Yeah, I've had a few of my friends to break up with me. I've, I've broken up with some people, um, whether it be a breakup, an a, 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 a intimate breakup, or whether it be a friendship breakup, and those things have absolutely happened. We know about what that, we expect some of those things, some of those rejection feelings to, to come up in those uh, circumstances, but get this, what about the community and, and, and society and the church? Everything that's happening now, there's nowhere in the world that, that, that our black men do not feel rejected, that the LGBTQI uh, uh, community doesn't feel re rejected. The people from, who have been most hit by these hurricanes are absolutely feeling rejected. We talked about that hurricane all while it was here, while it was coming, and the minute it hit, guess what? I haven't seen Houston. I haven't seen those the places that have been that literally do not have electricity. I've not seen those things on the news. Rejection. Those people feeling of, of all the things, on top of all the other things they're feeling, feeling rejected by community, by society, by humans. We're supposed to be our brother and sister's keeper, and we're rejecting. The church, very big on that. Because if you're not walking this way, talking this way, acting this way, and giving this, you're not welcomed here. And there are some churches that will tell you that in the sermon. There are some churches that will absolutely make it very difficult for you to come and worship in those spaces and places. And so, as you can see, we're getting rejection from all over, from all over. I said to you earlier that what I know for sure and for certain is that rejection happens daily 
with most of us. In some form or fashion, we are rejected. There's somebody that needs to hear this, and I want you to do me a favor and go ahead and share. Share the video. I know there's a button there. I found out this week. I bet you I thought I wasn't going to find out. I found out there's a button where you can even invite people. Because I invited some of y'all to listen to my friend Daniel D. play his violin. So I know you know how to do it. Go ahead and share the video because there's some, you all know people that I don't know. And I want them all to grow up. I want everybody to grow up. All right? Um, here's a light bulb moment for you. Where does rejection come from? The most hurtful component doesn't come from people rejecting us. This is huge. If I, if I had to say this was, the, this was the nucleus of the whole conversation. The most hurtful component doesn't come from a person rejecting us. It usually comes from what we tell ourselves about why they are rejecting us. Boom. People, guess what? We plan ourselves. We're, we're in, evoking right damage on ourselves. This is self-inflicted damage. You meet a stranger. And that stranger, you know, you nice looking, right, right. You want to kind of holler ass for another, like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. That's all they said. No, I'm good. No, they didn't say no. They said, no, I'm good. You walk away feeling hopeless, feeling sad, feeling ugly, feeling not enough, feeling not capable, feeling all of these things. And all he or she said was, no, I'm good. Where did that come from? And I asked my friends, where did it come from that you are able to feel rejected from a stranger, someone that doesn't know you and literally does not have to take what you're offering? We play the tape. It's our tape. It's what we tell ourselves. So that person said, no, I'm good. Three words. You are 27. 27 minus 3 is 24. Those other 24 things you came up with yourself. Fat, ugly, not enough, not a good job, you're riding the bus, you don't have a degree, you got 700 degrees and you got a lot of debt, you got kids, all of those things you heard yourself. The, the, the pain that comes from rejection comes from inside of us. Most of what we're, is felt by those things come from what we tell ourselves about why people are rejecting us. I think I told you guys, I could hate mail every day. And I could come up with some thoughts about why people would send me, well, you know, I'm just trying to help people. What's the deal? I no longer try to figure out that. And guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not getting ready to press a button that's going to replay all the negative things that people have told me over the years in my head. That's called self-inflicting damage. We do more damage to ourselves when being triggered or, 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 or to have rejection to happen than we do from anybody else. They said, let's talk about some things that's reasonable and unreasonable so we can get this out the way, right? Uh, being devastated by a stranger not wanting to get to know you better. Unreasonable. That's unreasonable. Because guess what, people? People have the right not to want to get to know you. I know, I know, I know. Even though you're fine, I get it. And you got a couple of dollars. People have the right not to want to get to know you better. Um, I want you to hold on with me because guess what? In a minute, I'm going to tell you the, the goodness that you can pull out of that. Um, being saddened because you didn't get the job that you wanted. That's reasonable. It's reasonable to feel that rejection. Um, being pissed because more folks didn't like your wedding picture post on social media. Unreasonable, people. Yeah. I would say get over it, but I absolutely know from doing this, this research that uh, it's not that easy, that people really and truly feel rejected by people not liking those things. But, yeah, that's unreasonable. Yeah, I think you're expecting too much from your friends <laughs> who are not all your friends. Not all your Facebook friends are your friends. Um, being angry that your partner continues to reject you in public, that is absolutely reasonable. And so there's Certain things, and even as I was doing the reading, there are certain things that people consider to be little rejections versus big rejections, but all of it feeling like a rejection. And nine times out of ten, so bigger than us playing our own tapes and making our own selves feel, feel bad about our own selves. Did y'all get all that? Right. We then also store it. 
so that we're re-triggered and re so you didn't just have one rejection. You had that rejection from that person and every other person that rejected. Guess who held on to that? Go ahead, I'll give you a couple minutes. Go ahead, I'm drinking. Go ahead. Who who you think that take my cup out? Right. Who do you think held on to that information all that time? You did. And you made a decision to take out the bat and hit yourself over your head. I know there are some rejections that happen that are absolutely where you can point your finger. I read this past week uh, in one of the things that I, I gave to some of my teachers in, in, in D.C., and they said, once you've pointed the finger, you've, you've, you've missed the point. I thought that was profound. Yeah, because that's what we do. We point the finger, and very seldom do we point the finger at ourselves. We say, they rejected us. My mother rejected me. The church rejected me. My job rejected me. Right, right. So what's the damage here? We fill in this rejection thing. What what happens with that? Um, definitely there's a mood change and a bad one. Right. Many of us don't go hopping and skipping and jumping once we're rejected. Um, let me see here. I'm looking here because there are people on the phone and there's also people live on Facebook. If you guys have questions that I don't get to on air, I absolutely will respond to everybody off air. If you're on the, the lines and you're tuning in, you're listening, and you're on the phone and you have a question, you have to go ahead and press 1, let me know if you have a question, and I can go ahead and get to that question. Cool? Um, there's also anger. So there's some people that we know that have anger challenges. So they're already extra in the angry place. And then you put rejection and the feelings of rejection on top of that. It takes you to a different level of being angry. Right, that's some of, some of the moves, some of the damage that's done by rejection, the frustration. And I'm not sure, I'm going to do a show on frustration. That's a very powerful emotion because it, it's like, it's almost cancerous because it stays stuck to you unless you are consciously and willfully extract it. Frustration kind of sticks on you. So you think, okay, cool, I'm not frustrated anymore. Well, it kind of rears right up. Once that is experienced again, frustration is absolutely a part of the damage that's done by rejection. Uh, and then you got aggression. There's many people, many people that I, I know that when they are rejected, they get angry. And when they get angry, they get aggressive. And when they get ex uh, aggressive, hey, furniture gets to moving. Things, something is swinging. And it's usually them at other people, whether they're swinging verbally with verbal abuse or mentally with some, some psychological consequences, or physically with some blows. Right. So rejection can trigger a lot of those things. Um, depression. And many of us uh, are fluid and go in and out of depressed states. So we're already in the neighborhood of depression, and then we get rejected, and then it gets magnified, times 10 if I could say that, because, again, it's being the same place where I feel that pain for me slapping myself is the same place that's triggered in the brain that, that the, the emotions of rejection are played out in, right? The other thing is that it is emotionally unhealthy and psychologically self-destructive. Let me say that again. Rejection can be emotionally unhealthy and psychologically self-destructive. Because guess what takes the biggest hit with rejection? Your self-esteem. Right. So we're already in the neighborhood of low self-esteem. Y'all see? Yeah, this would be high. This would be good. Most of us are teetling around this place. And then we go and we get ourselves in positions or we find ourselves in places where rejection happens and it literally tanks the self-esteem. Most of us don't know what self-esteem is, so being able to bring it up or to being able to, that was a bug, uh, being able to, 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 to raise it, to elevate it, is very difficult. So we don't even know what it is. But if you can imagine you hovering around this and then being rejected and having it here, those things absolutely triggered all the things we just talked about, depression, aggression, anger, all of those things. Those things come out. But, but let me be clear about something. You have power. And the second half of this show, we're going to talk about the power that you do have. I don't want anybody listening to the sound of my voice to believe that they don't have a role that they can play to alleviate the pressure from rejection. 
Again, I can't stop anybody. No one can stop anybody from rejecting you. We're going to get letters from people saying that they don't want us employed at their places of business. We're going to get people that don't, don't want to get to know us. We're going to get people that don't want to stay with us once they get to know us. We're going to have those things. We're going to have family members that don't want us in, in their homes. We're going to have kids that don't want to tell us all of their business. We're going to have friends that won't share secrets with us. We're going to have all those things that happen. And guess what? We have to be able to manage those emotions. Right. Right. So check this out. We get real clever on this one. Rejection is best understood when it's being given versus when it's being received. Do y'all need me to say that again? Right. When, you, when, when we are rejecting someone, we understand it. We understand there's a reason for it. We understand that it just it is what it is, right? Isn't that what we say? We feel quite differently when we're on the other end. And I know what you're saying. Well, Angie, you would think that people don't want this thing done to them, so why are they doing it to other people? Um, in many cases, I'm going to say this, rejection can't be avoided. There are certain things that people attempt to give to you, to push on you, to make a part of you that you really and truly don't want. Um, those things are necessary. Of course, there's the tone and diction and how you say it and all those types of things. But be clear that we understand it better. Like we go, oh, you know what, I got to do this because I, you know, I got something to do or I got to do this because I'm, I'm not really feeling you in this way or you know what, I got to, whatever it is, we tend to be better understanding when we're giving rejection versus when it's happening to us. Why? Because guess what? Right. You're feeling it. When you feel something, you don't feel a whole lot when you're rejecting someone. You're feeling it big time when someone is rejecting you. So let's just say they don't want to date you. And let's just say they don't want to hire you for that job. And what happens if you get kicked out of one of your social groups? And what happens if your friend decides that they don't want to be friends with you? And people have those rights. People can decide not to like your Facebook post. And people can also decide not to tell you a part of their secret. And people have those rights. We can't tell people, you listen, we can't we can't let her feel rejection. We got to let her in on everything. No one is there. So I, I'm saying that to say I don't want people to have unrealistic expectations about this thing called rejection and believe that it's not ever going to hit you and to believe that it's not necessary sometimes. Some of us need to be told no. Let me just speak for myself. Right. So when I go to get, you know, a credit card and I want a $100,000 limit, I need Citibank to tell me no. I need a rejection letter because <laughs> I can be out of control. Some of us need to be told no. So let's slide into some of the goodness that can come from being rejected. And I know what y'all are saying. Angie, what kind of good could come from being rejected? One, it means that you're still in the game of life. Right. What do I mean when I say that? you're still able to feel. I know sometimes we take for granted that we're able to feel happy, joy, uh, anger, frustration, all of those things. But guess what? Right. You're still in the game of life when you have the opportunity to feel anything. I, you get to feel. I get to, oh, I can still feel that. Right. There are some people that have become numb to life. There are some people that literally for physical and emotional reasons can't feel. So that means if you're feeling rejected, you're still in the game of life, you're still in there. Um, here's another one I think is good. In my mind, being rejected means that you've been you've avoided something that wasn't for you. I'm definitely gonna dig deeper into this one. I am a firm believer and I think I've shared with you all once that um I applied for a job uh, and I wanted this job, but not only did I want this job, I had already planned and prepared for the job. I had already went out. I bought clothes. I had already bought stuff for the, the clientele I would be helping. I had already got colors in their colors. I had, oh, I was, I was, I didn't tell people I got the job. I'm just begging them to tell me when I start. And guess what? I didn't get the job. And guess what? I didn't skip a beat. You know why? Not because I'm Angie Harvey, not because I'm a brokeologist, not because I'm a therapist. I didn't skip a beat because I said and had been saying, what is for me has my name on it. And nobody can take it. 
if that job or that company rejected me, because that's what it was, it was just, we regret to, guess what, I didn't even get a letter. That's sad, isn't it? They didn't even give me a letter. Anyway, I might still have some feelings, but anyway, no, 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 we're going to get past that. We regret to inform you that you didn't get the job, and right after that, I just put a semicolon that said, because there's something better for you. I did that. So instead of playing that tape that says you're not scholarly, that said that you are not fit, that says that you can't be in this environment, that says you don't have enough education, that says you don't have enough experience, that says you're too light-skinned, that says that you wear a front pad, whatever it is, I didn't play that tape. I played that one tape that says that wasn't for you. And that eases, that immediately eases the feeling of rejection for me. You have to work it in order for it to work for you. So I believe that avoidance, uh, 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 the universe guides you and directs you, and things that are not for you will reject you if you push up on it, whether it be a job, whether it be a person, whether it be a, an entrepreneurship, whatever it is. You will be rejected from that thing if it's not for you. Some of us don't listen. Some of us are in relationships right now where we were rejected, and we pushed and pushed and pushed until we got it, and now you sit someplace going, mm, right, maybe, yeah, right. Um, I, so I believe that that rejection points you in the right direction. Maybe not the right direction. Let me say it different. It tells you this ain't the direction. <laughs> Y'all get that? Right. Go ahead and share the video for me. Um, it also brings the attention for need to improve because one of the things that I did is I stepped up my game. And I did mainly out of, out of a little bit of anger. I was a little pissed. Like, okay, then, let me show them. Let me show them what I got. Right. And so it allows you uh, to be self-motivated. Like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get this. So not only we're able to feel, right, but we're also being guided in a new direction of greatness. I'm going to always believe that I was told no here because there's greater later. And guess what? I'm always going to be patient enough for later to happen. Right? First, there was 10 people that were listening, and then there was 12 people that were listening, and I'm going to wait until there's 127 listening, or there's 257 listening. It's always going to get greater later in my place, so I don't stay at the place of rejection because it doesn't, it doesn't serve me well. And what doesn't serve you well, you shouldn't employ. So you be clear about where the rejection, the harsh of rejection comes from. The other good thing about rejection is that it gives you the experience to be able to manage your emotions. Yes, some of us need experience. We need to, to do that more often so that we know how to do it. So because sometimes managing your emotions right now might take you a whole day. I know some people are like, give me a day. Like, who takes a whole day to do this? Okay, I need a couple hours. Okay, maybe get a couple hours. I promise you, you continue to practice managing your emotions so that they best serve you, and you'll be able to do it in seconds. As soon as somebody say no, you got it, right? Just like that. promise you. But it takes practice. Rejection gives you practice to manage your emotions. It's also a great opportunity to grow. If, 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 usually, if someone rejects me, I really and truly want to know why. Because I don't want to play this tape in my head that tells me all these other reasons why. I would want to know why I didn't get the job, why they didn't want to be my friend, what all of those things, because those are, are uh, definitely growth areas for me. That's the way I take them on. Again, to me, that's a good thing. I want to know better. It also challenges you. It challenges you to do better, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a job, whether it be a, a, a church, whatever it is that rejected you. It absolutely challenges you to do better. And guess what? Here's the other thing, and this is what I love about life. It's, it's definitely a proposal for an upgrade. Because some of us, right, some of us want to go get not so good. Some of us want to go get damaged. Some of us want to go get somebody else's hand-me-downs. Some of us want to go get things that are no good for us. Guess what rejection is? It's the proposal for an upgrade. Don't you like the way I said that? Don't you want to? Yes. A proposal for an upgrade, the potential that there is something greater for you and that the very the place that you are going to get that, that's not for you. That's not for you. And that's literally the way I consider it. Here's a, here's a thought. 
So every no, every rejection, every snub from a friend, every termination, every sorry to inform you, every all those things, all those things, and like like taught like um directly to me, those things come back, and I play the game of it wasn't it wasn't me, it was them. They weren't ready. Don't you love? I love that. You do, and you could say, Auntie, well, that's a mind game. Well, the other thing that you're playing that's got you crippled down and unable to go to work is also a mind game. I would prefer to play a mind game that has me up and moving and growing versus having me down and out. Right? Yeah, somebody gave me a thumbs up. Absolutely right. So if you go play a mind game, why don't you play a mind game that you're going to win versus a mind game that has you losing? You want to be a loser? Nah, I didn't think so. Right. So being able to manage that emotion and to tell yourself what is absolutely the truth, and that is to highlight what you do amazing, highlight the greatness that you are, and minimize the the, the negative thoughts that you play around rejection, because that's where a big piece of it comes from. I got some fun facts about rejection. I thought these things would be very interesting. Tylenol reduces the emotional pain that rejection uh, uh, triggers. Yep, that's what they said. Some scientists did some type of research and found that Tylenol eases the pain. So they got a pill for it. They may not have an app for it, but they got a pill for it. Um, another interesting fact about rejection. I'm giving y'all a little reprieve because I know what just happened was heavy. So I forgot to go into this before we go into the applying the pain. I want people to stay present for the applying the pain. This is where I'm going to tell you and teach you what you can do, what you can say, how you can act, how you can think that will be able to ease the effects of rejection. Um, Another interesting fact that we can relive and re-experience social pain more vividly than we can physical pain. Right. Some of y'all, I didn't have to tell that because some of y'all still remember the things that were done in your childhood as if they happened yesterday. You can't remember that broken foot you know, that happened when you were seven. But you absolutely remember, remember being left at home by yourself at age six. The rejection. How come I didn't get to go? Yes, it started way back then. For many of us, this thing didn't just happen. The pile didn't just start. It's like it was already here. So be clear that we re-experience those social pains of rejection more so than our physical pain. And remember, they both happen. In the same place. Um, rejection creates surges of anger and aggression. You think about it. Let's just say we had a president that didn't like no. And every time no happened, he got aggressive maybe on his Twitter account. Let's just say hypothetically. You can see how that could play out. Someone says no Someone, you can't have this, or no, I'm not going to approve this, or no, I'm not going to act this way, or no, I'm not going to do this for you, or no, I'm not going to do that. And then guess what? Oh, the aggressive comes out. People that you never saw in aggressive places when rejected can surge into that. You ever see like, she just went out of her head. Right. That's how that happens. Rejection. It's, it causes a surge. And when I think about a surge, I think about electricity. Like that. I'm just saying. Um. Here's another interesting fact. Rejection sends us on a mission to seek and destroy our self-esteem. So in that case, you got people going after other people, right? The people that we think rejected us when we actually just rejected ourselves. Um, There are other people that literally wreak havoc on their own self-esteem. People that will really, really repeat what they think about why they were rejected so often that it gets re-embedded. You remember we did a show about playing the tapes and how we remixed or how we remix the crazy stuff that we heard? Yeah, this is this is y'all going in and doing a whole album on the same thing. You fat, you fat, you fat, 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 right? Fat, 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 fat. Do it with me, y'all. Uh, uh, hey, you doing that. I know y'all saying, Angie, please don't say. <laughs> right. You did that. It causes you to, to launch out and to, and to be self-destructive 
of your own self-esteem. That stranger didn't do that. Your mother didn't do that. Your employer didn't do that. That job that only know you on paper didn't do that. You did that. You do that. We do that. Stop it. Stop it. Um, another interesting fact, or this is going to make people just probably stop listening. Rejection temporarily lowers our IQ. For that reason, I'm going to need you all to minimize <laughs> the amount of time that you allow yourself to feel rejected because I'm going to need everybody to be on high. Right? They say that rejection temporarily lowers your IQ. And I could see that. I could see it being emotional and going to that place. Another interesting fact, rejection does not respond to reason. Rejection does not respond to reason. Right. So that's what we do. We try to reason why. Try to come up with the, the why for them. And many times we're not able to do that. You know, we've talked about why the why is not all that important, but the biggest piece is that you not play the tape that you play in your head. Again, you are the biggest culprit of the negative effects that you feel from rejection. You. Not me. You. Right. So, we know what it is. We know what it triggers. We know the different types. We know all of those wonderful things. This is the part, and I include this on every every show for, I think, the last year or so, because we read a lot of self-help books, don't we? Right. Read them all. We go to church. We get a mighty word. Yay. We do really good at reading. We do horrible. We suck at applying it. Right. So, we got the information. But guess what, people? We don't apply it. So I have a little concept of applying the paint. The paint is the knowledge. And I tell people all the time, until you apply the paint, the color of your world never changes. Until you apply the knowledge learned, the color of your world doesn't change. The color of your world doesn't change. You don't grow anywhere if you don't apply what you got. So they say, people that know better do better? No. People that know better do better if they apply the paint. People that know better just know better. <laughs> Not everybody that knows better does better because they don't apply the paint. But I tell you this, most people don't apply the paint because they simply don't know how. They don't know what to do with that information. They don't know how to include that information into their world so that world is different, so that things are improved. I'm going to give you some of that information right now. We can absolutely apply this pain by discontinuing the self-criticism. Stop talking about yourself. There's enough people in the world to do that. I promise you. I know there's a good 100 people talking negatively about me right now. I refuse to be one-on-one Dalmatians. No. I refuse to be one of those people. So we can absolutely decrease the, the effects of rejection just by discontinuing the self-criticism. And so most of us started before we could stop it. And it doesn't make a difference when you press stop of that tape. It just matters that you press stop. 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 Discontinue. Take out the tape. Remember I did the video? Take the tape out. Um, resuscitate your self-esteem. And I, 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 I have several uh, videos that I've done and, and podcasts that I've done on self-esteem. Know what self-esteem is. Know what makes it low for you and know what can bring it up for you. Because when your self-esteem is elevated, it's hard for you to fall on your butt. When, you, when you're up here, right, it's hard to fall all the way down when you're at the top. But most of us don't have far to fall. Resuscitate your self-esteem. Uh, increase your socialization with known supporters. Many of us want to get in spaces and places that we have no business. There's some, certain places that we're not supposed to be. There's certain conversations that are, are being had that we're not supposed to be privy to. We have to be okay with that, that we're not supposed to be everywhere. And guess what? Come here. Everybody don't have to like us. Right. Everybody don't have to want to be with us. We don't have to be sexy to everybody. No, we don't need that. Stop feeling like you need to have that. And go in those spaces and places where you can be can you, you can feel value. You can be loved on. You can be supported. And everybody got somebody, whether it be their grandma. Uh, if you got a dog or a baby, dogs and babies work wonders to ease rejection. You know why? 
Dogs don't usually reject you, right? Even if you don't feed them, they're going to sniff you until you get some food. And babies just going to smile and pee. And, and they bring, I mean, this is a scientific fact. Dogs and babies warm the spirit. They absolutely can. I call Layla Bug and my Samina my quicker picker uppers. Whenever I feel like, because I'm up here, whenever I feel like I'm going down this way, I'm placing a phone call. Immediately it happens. Surround yourself with people in places that love on you, people that cherish you, people that value, and not be so stuck about those places that you're obviously not supposed to be in. Right, 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 right. Um, this is another thing that I do. I make an excuse for them and not criticize me. Does that make sense? Let me give you an example. Uh, that job didn't want me. They're lost. They must couldn't handle me. And literally, my friends love me because my friends sat around a table. No, we weren't a table. We were on a couch. And they came up with a gazillion different reasons why they probably didn't want me that was all about them not being on their job, them not being able to get, you know, they, even, they, they can't even handle an Angie Harvey. They weren't even ready for that. Right. I make it about them and not about me. I make it about them. And not a, I'm not going to criticize me. I make it about them. And, again, if it's a mind game, again, I'm going to play a mind game that I can win versus believing that I did. Now, there are certain places and spaces that we absolutely have to show and improve. But we have to get to a place where we're not devastated to even do that. So for that reason, I'm going to need you like, hey, okay, then. So that person didn't want to talk to me. They didn't want to get to know me. Evidently, maybe felt something that they couldn't handle. Maybe it's because of the 12 kids that I got or the fact that I owe Sally Mae $120,000. Any of those things could be the reason why. It didn't have to be that I was fat. It didn't have to be that I talk a list. It didn't have to be that I stutter. It didn't have to be that I travel a lot. It didn't have to be any of those things that I perceive to be negative. It could absolutely. So I spend more time making an excuse for them and not for me. And I know what some people are saying. Angie, there's some people that need to get it, though. There's some people that need to know that sometimes it is about them, but I first have to get them elevated in their self-esteem to be able to attend to that. And right now, I just want to rise people up. I just want to grow everybody up, and then we can, we can get to that. Um, there's a book called The Four Agreements. I'm actually going to do a series on The Four Agreements. If you all haven't read it, it is life-changing. In fact, maybe... Go out and get the book. Get the, well, you do a Kindle or whatever. Read the book. I'm going to actually do a series. I'm going to do a show for each agreement. But these agreements are so uh, profound to this subject that I even brought it up tonight. Let me tell you what the agreements are. Be impeccable with your word. Uh, the book is by Ruiz, R-U-I-Z, The Four Agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally, which is a profound statement, but the, the explanation behind it is even more profound. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. This was so powerful for me with, about around this particular subject because with rejection, we absolutely do make, make assumptions. We take it very, very, very personal, and we're not impeccable with our word to ourselves, to us. It's amazing what we do to ourselves. People stopped hurting us a long time ago. We are still hurting ourselves. And that's real talk. That's real talk. Did I get that to you straight? Was that straight enough, Chase? Y'all know how we do it. Y'all know how we do it. And I know this has been a bit uncomfortable for some people, but I assure you um, that the mental and emotional stretch that we just did, did everybody get that the stretch out? Right. It will absolutely do you some good. Here's the other thing I want to tell you. Um, as adults, we tend to take in this information and consider that we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, because my mama listening. Um, and we're just now getting some of this information. Share this information with your nieces, with your nephews, with your, with your children, with, 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 with children. Because absolutely, if they can grow up with this information now, they won't have to see me. They won't have to see anybody like me. They won't have to listen to some of these conversations. So get it. I call it the puff, puff, pass. Go ahead and puff on it. Right. I, I, I can't do that because I know my mother probably listening. Um, but the puff, puff, pass meaning get it. Get high, on what, get high on the knowledge and then pass it. You take it in first. 
You get to have first and then pass it on. And absolutely, start having everybody commit to start having some conversations with some young adults, with some kids, so that we can know better. And I'm so sorry because somebody absolutely did have their hand raised. And I promise you, if you call back, I promise you, promise you, promise you, I'll take the call. I'm sorry. I had something in front of it. I apologize. Um, let me see where I left off. Uh, you're exhausted, right, because that was a lot. Um, and I know, I, I, I'm hoping that you're not too exhausted that you don't get what just happened. In this last hour, we absolutely talked about some very powerful things. There were some questions that you had that were answered. And some of you didn't even notice you had the questions, but they were answered. And hopefully we didn't leave too many stones uh, unturned. I'm hopeful that your spirit is filled and that your questions have been answered and that your mind was blown with knowledge, blown up with knowledge. Uh, absolutely. Some of, for, some, for some people, this was confirmation. For some people, this was affirmation. And so for some people, this was new information. It doesn't make a difference which arena you were in. It only makes a difference that you grow from it. That's all I want in life is for you to grow up. That's all I want. All I want in life. So I thank you very much for showing up. I thank you for showing out. I thank you for sharing. Don't forget before you leave tonight to go ahead and share the video because there's somebody that you know that I don't know that needs to know this information. I appreciate you, and I always, it is always my pleasure that you all show up to grow up with me. And, again, do me a favor, go ahead and share the video. Because, um, again, there's some folks out there that really, really, really need this. So I put together a little song. It's just the end of a little song. Watch, some people about to fade off right now because they know I'm about to sing. Not really sing. Oh, did that. That sounds horrible. It sounded like the stars, I was trying to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, say did that growth resonate in your mind for the increase of your spirit and the purpose of your life. It sounds better if I sing it, but I don't think I want to. Anyway, you know me, I'm always in my lane, so that wasn't political. I don't have a blinker. I'm out of here, people. Love you. Miss you. Bye-bye. This is not rejection. I promise you. Wait for it. Call them up.